the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy. It's one of those shows that I do tied towards getting you into retirement. Tied towards getting you to think a little bit different about money. You can always... Always learn a thing or two when it comes to money. It's uh, kind of an interesting dilemma. Going after an MBA, for instance, is it worth the money? I'm stunned at how many people go to college and get kind of wishy-washy college degrees. And by that, I mean like a history major. A history major, let's just say, and I'm just going to throw that out there, that I could be wrong here is lining up to be a history teacher. And I don't know if I would... I don't know if that financial commitment's worth it. You do walk away, obviously, a better person, more educated. You do walk away being able to teach young people about history. But, man, that's a tough one for me. I look at things on return on investment. If I have a boat and I have to house it in a garage, and the garage isn't suitable, but I could house it at a dock, dock's going to charge me $300 a month, the garage is going to cost me $3,000, so I go, 10 months? When's the break even? Something has to like trigger in my head for me to get excited. Um, I love driving. I prefer to drive over fly, because uh, if I can get that four or five hours of you know, my time in my head, it's pretty much so worth it. So I want you to look at everything as money. It, it's a sad, horrible thought, uh, but that's my angle. And, you know, again, if you want to find happiness and such. For instance, one of my friends is a teacher, and her daughter just went to New York University, an unbelievably great school, and she became a theater major. And between you and me, the daughter's never going to win an Academy Award. Now, she could be a production assistant for a couple of years. She could probably, you know, 
lead to something more. But there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are in that same exact situation. There's someone who works at the station who thinks he's a theater major. I don't think he actually is a theater major, but he thinks he is. And you're like, what are you going to do with that? Answer for now, live at home and, and work in a job that doesn't pay very much. That worries me for him. I, like I, I'm sad for him. Decades ago, baseball legend Yogi Berra said the future ain't what it used to be. I grew up as a Yankees fan. I told you once that my uh, brother David taught me how to read by uh, reading the paper overseas. It was called the Stars and Stripes, so you could read American papers. Taught me to read by following the New York Yankees. And Yogi Berra is kind of a statesman for the New York Yankees. So the future ain't what it used to be is a statement that still rings very, very true. So Yogi Berra's words remind us that everything you think about the future is probably wrong. Because in the 21st century, exponential technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, big data, 3D printing, robotics, bioinformatics, bionics, nanotechnology, they're changing the way we work and ultimately the way we live. And these exponential technologies have a lot of investable um, potential right now. Again, they're artificial intelligence, machine learning, big data, 3D printing, robotics, bioinformatics, bionics, nanotech. It was this year is going to be the year where Apple comes out with the 10th anniversary of the smartphone. So it was 10 years ago, essentially, that Steve Jobs got on stage, and he pulls out this thing that was kind of a glorified iPod. He's like, this is going to be your new phone. You go back in the 1980s, and Tom Selleck was, or 19, early 1990s, Tom Selleck was doing commercials for AT&T, and you can find him on YouTube where he's talking about the future. And it's actually pretty funny to hear, because he, he goes, one day you'll be able to get information of a whole encyclopedia in three seconds. One day. So it's hard for us to remember that 10 years ago we had basically bricks. If you turn on like a bad TV station like the one that I work for, Cron, you'll see a show called X-Files. And David Duchovny is walking around with a cell phone 12, 13, 14 years ago. And it's the size of a shoebox with a shoe in it. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. So you can't remember ever living without it, and yet we're pretty used to it. 300,000 Americans work full-time earning an average $100,000 a year developing smartphone apps. That's crazy. An industry that didn't even exist. Now we have 300,000 Americans who make apps for a phone that 10 years ago was the size of a shoe. Book from thousands of miles away. Oh, there's Tom Selleck. Hey, Tom. The country. Just to head, Without stopping for directions. Mm. Or send someone a fax. From the beach. Oh, yeah, you can send something down. And the company that'll bring it to you, AT&T. So even that, you know, he's talking about sending someone a fax from the beach. So he hits the, he hits the wireless technology spot on. But now it's an email, and it's not a quote-unquote a fax. <clears throat> but you kind of get the idea. 
So 300,000 Americans are working in an industry that didn't exist. 10, 15 years ago, when I was in love, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. I'd get a little amorous. And uh, a lot like a dolphin, my, my belly would turn red. And I would call a travel agent. Um, I would say, travel agent? And they'd say, yes. I'd like to go somewhere kind of cool. Can you help me? She didn't go, go look on the internet and come back with ideas. She had ideas. And this let me in my... My loved one, my beau, who instead of taking photos with, I would take botos, because she was my beau, or I was her beau. Is beau masculine? Oh, I think it is. Anyhow, um, you get the idea. What the world needs now is not love, sweet love. So a lot of radical change is going on. New tech makes it near impossible to predict what skills will be in demand in 10 to 20 years. And yet we're sending kids to school to get history majors. You couple that with a little bit of longer life expectancy and we're going to be forced to alter the way we work, alter the way we live, alter the way we play. So I think you got to stop thinking of things as mom and dad did, which was very linear. Um, I think the workforce, the retirement, the... Engagement in learning, employment, leisure uh, for our whole entire lives is something that we're going to want to pay attention to. We're going to work into our maybe 80s, 90s, and it won't be as horrific as it sounds if medical technology keeps us healthy longer. So be open-minded about the future. And I want to think of it in a linear fashion. I would honestly just try to remember 10 years ago, there was no smartphone. There were no apps. Um, and look where we are today. So I can't live without my weather app. Like I used to watch it on the television. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I try not to do a show that sounds canned. I try to do a show that is dedicated to getting into retirement. But sometimes... It it does have that can feeling, right? Like, how to get to retirement. Max out your company's match on the 401k if there is one. Don't miss the opportunity to put your money in this tax-advantaged retirement account. Not only are their contributions tax-free, but a lot of employers will match contributions. If this is the case, you're turning down free money if you don't max your contributions. Now, I think we're all easily marketed, too. I'm surprised at how marketing works. 
I can turn on the television and put a kid in front of the television. And sure enough, he wants uh, super sweet sugar Cheerios because they've got a toy inside of it. Okay, it's actually me who wants a super sweet sugar Cheerios with the Star Wars Force Awakens new uh, real lightsaber. Don't do it. Put down the orange juice. So there's some pretty slick marketing stuff out there. And um, we're easily marketed to. And the one that I'm looking at right now is Ridge by Ken Fisher, who I'm not a fan of. Only because at one point in time, Ken Fisher was probably really bright, young, and exciting. And as he's grown, he's had to compromise and hire salespeople to represent him. And I don't like the salespeople um, because they have sales pitches. So I'm looking at his 99 retirement tips, 99 retirement tips from Ken Fisher. And what's sad is it's not even well laid out, but it does have 99 retirement tips. And it's something that we're easily marketed to. And we're like, oh, well, Ken Fisher. Ken Fisher didn't exist 10 years. No, he did. He was just, he's a guy who basically advertised a lot. And number six on his 99 things is have a living well. It says what your wishes are with respect to your care in case you aren't capable of making decisions for yourself. It includes whomever you want to make those decisions for you in those circumstances. Number eight, have a backup plan for your key financial person. If one family member handles the finances, Make a plan for how you'll handle things in case that person passes away or becomes incapacitated. It's fair. I'd rather tell you the real life story is that like my dad and my mom, my dad did the finances. He was colonel in the United States Army and he did well, uh, well enough, you know. It's a pay grade system that it is what it is. But my mom didn't know one thing about finances. My mom, when she was 18 years old, thought she could get pregnant sitting on the toilet seat. Ain't that a hoot? Say what? I know. So, I think you can get pregnant on the toilet seat, but typically it involves two people in a tight airplane cabin or something like that. But it ain't, it ain't, it ain't just sitting on it, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Have a backup financial plan. You can't be that stupid. And my mom was that financially stupid. My dad did this. Listen to this bull. I want to say the word. I'll get kicked off radio. When it came time to do taxes, he put a piece of paper on top of the taxes and only let her see the line that said, sign here. Now, I don't know if that's a true story or if that's been embellished by my brother David, but that's messed up. I'm wondering now, like, do I have, like, a secret family or, you know, was my dad part of the Gustapo? I don't know. Because taxes were certainly something that were highly secretive. So number 11 on Ken Fisher, the big douches, uh, 99 things to do for retirement. Build a monthly budget. Build a spreadsheet that shows what you spend each month. These are non-discretionary mortgage, groceries, insurance. Other expenses are discretionary. Cruises, antiques, and golf lessons. Build your budget with two levels. A- Everything, including discretionary spending, and B, bare bones. The second one is the one you want to spend even when money is tight. Recognize that what appears non-discretionary today might not be so over. Like, I can't do it. I can't do a show like that. I can say, you know, holy crap, can you really afford 
a $700 phone without, uh, without putting money in your retirement plan? No. So when you're 70 years old, you're gonna be living in a trailer park, and you're not gonna have a trailer. You're not gonna have a cell phone unless the government gives it to you, because you failed to provide for yourself. But yet, every 20-something I see has a cell phone, and it's actually refreshing. And I, this is so funny because I used to date a school teacher, and um, it's kind of funny because I wanted to get frisky in her classroom, and she's like, "No way." No way, that is not going to happen. And um, she said, I was so, when we broke up, because I break everyone's heart apparently. So good at, good at math, not good at like love. Um, she goes, I was so in love with you because you never were on your cell phone. Like I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, I didn't, I didn't want my wife to call while we were talking <laughs> kind of thing. I know you're saying, you're pushing the limit today, Black. Yes, I am. So anyway, I'm not going to do the 99 retirement issues. I'd rather say something like, I'd rather do a show like Sarah Jessica Parker. She just turned 50 the other day. And she was she was uh, trying to tell people how old she is. And she's stomping her hoof on the ground. She's going, and uh, the funny thing about that is, uh, why do I hate her so much? Because that damn show, I'm fine with women sleeping around. I'm fine with that. That's probably a good thing. Um, I thought she was a little bit whiny. When will I ever find the perfect guy? But on top of that, the whole obsession with $400 shoes. I'm like, I did a woman's conference, and I kind of forget that at a woman's conference, you should probably be deferential and be nice. And I was like, how many of you like sex in the city? How many of you have iPhones? And they're all raising their hands. I'm like, okay, just so you know, $400 Manola Blancas. $400 Manola Blancas. Drive me crazy. Because I never look at a woman's feet. I can't tell you any woman's shoes I've ever been with. Right now, I've heard that they're really cute and that I'm going to really like them and that they got them at a great price. But I've never, ever been able to remember one pair of female shoes in my life. I can tell you, I'm wearing a pretty nice pair of Nikes right now. They're blue and white, and they take good care of my ankles. But I can't tell you much more than that. But I can tell you, horsey faces makes me mad. Because she's pushing women to buy $400 pair of shoes before they max out their 401k. And I know it's not totally her fault. And for the record, I think she's an awful actress. A little birdhouse in your soul. They might be giants. They used to do a phone call-in line. We could actually call their answer machine and hear a new song of the day. They did this song on Johnny Carson when Johnny Carson was still on Johnny Carson. Pretty cool if you go YouTube it. I thought it was pretty hip. Um, one of my favorite bands. They might be giants. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
1220 KDOW. Little Imagine Dragons bring us out of break. Dude and the Lion. Oh, I always mess that one up. Don't they sound like Imagine Dragons? I think so. I'm just talking to myself. I'm upset by that. I should know my music reference better. What should we know about Judah and the Lion? Americana folk band from Nashville? Oh, Nashville. I've been doing this radio show here in the Bay Area 20 years. But one of the things that I've kind of demanded is you'll never hear douchey financial music on the show. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you're listening to. Like, I just won't do it. So there has to be something sweet about it. Um, what do I need to tell you about my thought here is that, um, when you do a radio show, you really try to focus it on what, what you want as a message. And like I said, the whole Ken Fisher business model, um, I'm just not that clean. I'm just not that clean. I'm not that easy. I'm not that sweet. He has called me mad at me before. So Ken Fisher's actually called me on the phone, and he talks like he's in the mafia, and he's not in the mafia. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form, but he goes, I hear you were talking about me. <laughs> like, you could hear the pee going down my leg right there, right? And I'm like, yeah? And he goes, you have some sort of problem with my salespeople? And now I'm starting to get cocky, like, Suddenly the pee dries up, and I'm like thinking, yeah, I, I did a seminar once. Well, I didn't do a seminar. I was meeting some friends. Well, I was meeting some radio listeners at a bar to have some beers to talk money. And ironically, your people were there, and they're having a national conference of salespeople because your business is so big that you have a national conference of salespeople. And they were talking trash about clients, and I didn't like it. Oh, did you see that one today? That was an easy one for me. And it's just like, you know, the the Biff thing just doesn't work for me. I'm very important. Um, So I get what he does, and I just don't like it. And, you know, I'll probably get another phone call because he spends a lot of money on radio and television. And I'll probably get talked about, talked down to by my bosses, but that's fine. I work for minimum wage. I don't care. I'm not doing this because it makes me... You know, wealthy, per se. Now, I will say number 18 on his list is a good one. Beware annuities. Fisher clients tend not to have annuities in their portfolio, and with good reason. These complicated, difficult-to-understand contracts favor the companies that write them, not you. Annuity salespersons get high commissions that come straight off the top of your investment savings. You can manage your retirement income security needs in ways that will cost you time less. Okay. It's too clean. It's too sterile for me. So I can tell you this, if you go Google Ken Fisher lawsuits, Ken Fisher mediation, Ken Fisher, you know, um, uh, negatives or cons, you'll see that he has had some problems. And, you know, ultimately, sometimes the people that represent him are too aggressive with, with clients. 
a 75-year-old woman shouldn't be in Amazon.com kind of thing. That is not a real representation of what I'm trying to say. That is just a representation so you can go Google and find out on your own. Go look at his ADV. Go look at his um, you know, FINRA reports. So I hate, 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 That's 12 hates. Um, the people who come across as like sterile and clean, like, you should work with me because, well, honestly, I've got a turkey neck. Well, no, I didn't want to say that out loud. Damn it. You should work with me because I, I'm thinking about that, that attorney, the tax attorney guy. You know, I'm talking about turkey neck. He buys a lot of, um, commercials during hockey games. I think his name rhymes with Soskowitz. Um, <clears throat> But long story short, I don't want to work. I don't want to do business with someone who has a, a expensive office in San Francisco. That turns me off um, because my money is paying for that kind of thing. I know that. I think you should be clear. Oh, number 21 on uh, the 99 retirement tips PDF that you can get if you give them your name, your number, your email, and a chance for their salespeople to call you and basically tell you you don't know what you're doing. So be clear about Family support limits. Before the issue comes up, establish with your spouse the limits of what you're willing to do financially to support family members. If you're willing, under what conditions are you willing? And to what extent? Don't make the decision ad hoc when it comes up. You'll be too emotional and may later regret an impulsive decision. Okay. How about this one? I married you because you're hot. I didn't marry your, your, your white trash dad. I didn't marry your, your white trash mom who has a spending problem on Amazon. How's that for a better radio show? And we all run into these scenarios. My mom is 80-ish. And she's living, she's living large. She's a, a hot mama in the retirement home. $80,000 roughly a year. And, um, okay, she's not living that large, but it is $80,000. And it, it sucks. It's a retirement home that at some point in time, $80,000 runs white, right? Year two, that's been 160. Year three, that's been 240. Year four, it's been 320. Like, you start going, um, I think she only had $500,000 to start with because she sold a house. And you okay, we can make a little bit of money with that money. But there's going to come a time where she has to go on government support. And there's going to be a time when that nice retirement home turns into a trailer or turns into government assistant hospital scenario. And that's not good. And everyone needs to know that, and I've talked to my brothers about it, and we all have a healthy level of communication. So I don't want to come across as the Ken Fisher. Be clear early about family support limits. I'd rather tell you that, you know, mom's going to run out of money. Or I married a Playboy model, and I just like saying that because it sounds really cool. It lasted under a year, which makes me look like I got played. But her dad, Walt was never successful, and he bought a lot of real estate in the you know, Inland Empire in California where there's nothing. There's desert after desert after desert after hill after hill. Her uh, dad and stepmom were chain smokers. I'm like, ooh, well, that's kind of good. That's going to end badly, and it's going to end fast. So, and he was a little overweight. So, I didn't marry her to support her family. She had a brother who had been, I didn't say her name right. So, she had a brother who was, uh, has been in jail and had some problems. Um, I didn't, like, 
I married because she was hot, because she could cook a good meal, because she could blush on command, which is a pretty amazing trick. Um, because in, yeah, I know, right? So she's like Flipper. So, Flipper, how you doing? Come back to me. I want to say her name so badly, but I can't, because I just trashed her family, and that would be uncool to link the two together. Behave yourself. Um, but yeah, that has to be a conversation. So, I think when you marry someone, you do marry into their family, and you need to be very, very honest, very, very upfront. Okay, so number 30 on Ken Fisher's 99 Stupid Things on Retirement Tips is review all your real estate. Liquidate all real estate holdings that are not generating income or enjoyment. This seems obvious, but there's a hoarding instinct that you may have to overcome. I don't even understand that. Like That's one that I'm like, why did you, I just waste my time reading that. Liquidate all real estate holdings that are not generating income or employment or uh, enjoyment. Okay, I get it. Maybe it's a retirement house that is no longer a retirement house. Maybe it's a scenario where, you know, a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollar home is only generating three thousand dollars a year in income. And you're like, I'm making three thousand dollars. Do da, do da. And then you do the math and you're like, well, you can do that in a bond, or you can do that with a dividend paying stock. Oh, I hate this one. I hate this next one. Number thirty one. Think about weather. Renting or purchasing a house in a location where the weather is better, especially if you live in a strong winter climate, can be a great boon. Okay, so this guy is a financial guru, right? And basically, we've been involved in one of the greatest bull markets in the last 20 years. An amazing uptick tied towards technology. So if you had any inkling or slant towards technology, most of your friends probably know you've done pretty well. So now he writes 99 retirement tips, and number 31 is think about weather. Living in a sunny place could actually be great if you're used to living in a cold place. Um, there's a phrase that says something like, no chip, Sherlock. You've got to be kidding me. I don't think that's exactly a retirement tip. If you're in the bitter cold of Minnesota and you retire in Florida, you might actually enjoy sunshine and not having to shovel ice and such. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why I, this is what a waste. Sometimes I'll hear, have you ever been like in a bar or in a restaurant and you're like, okay, they're doing a cover of Daniel from um, Elton John, but it's not Elton John. It sounds like the schoolyard kids of like uh, Lebanon singing the song. And, and you're like, why did they record this? Why did they record this? Why did they record this? You say to yourself, someone actually went in the studio and like, said let's mix this I feel the same thing about reading his retirement report I just don't get why it was put on paper you might enjoy the sunshine of Florida if you've lived in Minnesota take a break here you're listening to Rob Black show I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more
Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing in more. Hmm. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. I'm going through... I guess I admire the guy. I guess I'm jealous. It's a Rob Black attack. Black. Black. Okay. I'm not attacking. I love. I just, I'm trying to warn people, be careful of shiny objects. I think in our heart, we're all monkeys, and I think we're all easily marketed, too. You know, I'll be honest. Like, a couple years ago, I'm a grown man, and Xbox comes out, and they have, like, this commercial, like, Play Call of Duty and, you know, burrs, bang, 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 bang. I was like, that looks good. And there's another Xbox commercial because you watch little sports and it's all Xbox commercials, right? And it's like, you could be a detective in L.A. and solve the Hollywood crime. Listen, lady, I'm in love with you. Bang, 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 bang. And next thing you know, you buy a freaking fragging Xbox. And next thing you know, like one week later, you're like, why did I buy this? So we're easily marketed to. And what I really, really fear is when it comes to financial issues, that's one that can get you, that can hurt you long-term fast. So when I see something on Facebook, because I, I have a Facebook account, me and Zuckerberg kind of like, he's one of my friends on Facebook. I don't know how important you are, but I'm that kind of important. Ooh. And uh, Kind of a big deal. So anytime I go on Facebook to, to hang with Zucks, as I call him, Z-Man, the man of Zuckstinia. Um, I see an ad that goes, click here to download the 99 retirement tips from Ken Misher. I'm like, okay, I want to get 99 tips. Like, I could probably print it, put it near the toilet, have a, a, a movement or two. Mine are fast because they haven't been solid in about 12 years. It just comes straight out of me like water. And I, I can do a little bit of reading. So, no hemorrhoid problems. There's no pushing problems. For me, it's a formation problem. So, I'm like, I could get 99 tips. This will be good. This will be easy. And, like, number 40, and I get mad at myself. Number 41 is have a tax advisor. It's helpful to have a tax advisor who's knowledgeable and who you trust, especially during the transition from working to retired. There are a lot of issues to deal with that you've never encountered before. And again, it's like, duh. We know that. It's not like you're going to suddenly be using a halberd or a pickaxe and fighting off the, the Saxons when you hit retirement. 
Yeah, there will be some changes. There's no doubt about that. And I, I do think you need to think taxes and, and kind of understand your situation. So that one I'm going to go, who the hell says, I'm going to go get a tax advisor. Should you have someone to help you with your taxes? Yes. Should you talk to that person who helps you with your taxes? Yes. Do you do your own taxes? Poof. When you do, you, you leave yourself in peril of what do I not know? I'm not one of those guys who likes to do taxes. You know, you see them in the movie. Like, oh, I'm going to figure this all out myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got my notebook, my calculator, my abacus. I'm not that guy. So I've got a guy who is the pastiest, whitest guy I've ever met. He's pasty. Um, and he's really good at taxes. Even businessmen that rob and steal and cheat from people every day, even they have to pay taxes. <laughs> well, you don't have to pay taxes. So, wait, I didn't just say that because that could be threatening to overthrow the government. I once dated a woman. This is the best, the best question. You know how you're kind of getting to know each other? Like, hey, where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Hey, what's your favorite color? What's, do you like ice cream? I like ice cream too. And I go, so what's your dad do? She goes, time. And I was like, oh. I get it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I get it. This is a true story. Um, so he ran for Congress and basically said, I don't think people should pay taxes. That was the basic concept of what he said. And they put him in jail because he threatened to overthrow the U.S. Constitution or the U.S. government by saying, people, should, we can't have a government. We don't have taxes. So he went to jail. So I, I highly endorse people pay taxes. Oh, what does your dad do? Time. So um, that was an interesting relationship because I dated her for about two years. And uh, around year one, the dude gets out of jail. And uh, he's got some jail girlfriends. His wife left him the day he went to jail for the butcher, the town butcher. Like he can't make this stuff up. And then while he's in jail, he's got a jail girlfriend who has a son, and he sets up his daughter, who I'm dating, with his jail girlfriend's son. And uh, let's just say my heart was broken yet again. Oh, boy, is this great! Can you imagine being so twisted and messed up that you date the person your dad tells you to, girlfriend's son? And by date, you know what I'm implying here, right? Hot, sexy mess. One time. I don't know. This is my life. So, Ken Fisher, you've ruined me. Your 99 tips. I think I covered about seven of those. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.